You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Have you ever faced uh, a choice or a decision in your life that is so crucial that you don't know what to do? Anyone in here just, I, don't, I just don't know what I'm going to do. This is a huge decision. I talked to someone in between services that said, I just made a huge decision on a, on a, job, uh, a, a job transition, and uh, I, I had people come around me, and we prayed and we sought the Lord for direction, and he said, it's, 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 it's a good thing, but it was a very, very difficult choice that I had to make. I think all of us face daily challenges in our life. We face decisions that are very, very detrimental to, to our lives, and, and we really need to grab a hold of those decisions and take them seriously, right? So today, as we continue our series on praying with purpose, uh, we're going to look at how Jesus faced the greatest decisions of his life. And what you need to know about, about our Lord is that not only was he 100% God, so Jesus was God in person. And we all kind of know that about him. We all kind of say, Jesus is God. And yes, that's true. Jesus is God, and he was God, and, and he was God in, uh, personified to, to the people but what you also have to grab a hold of is that Jesus was 100% human. That means he was like us. He faced challenges. He faced difficulties. He had anguish. He, had, he got tired. He had pressure. And all of these things that we face ourselves. And what you find about Jesus is that he prayed. In fact, when you read through the New Testament, you find out that he prayed a lot. And so as we, as we move in this series, and last week we answered the question of how do we pray? Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. And this week we're going to answer the question of why should I pray? I mean, that's a very, very good question. Why should I pray? Especially if you think that prayer isn't going to avail anything in your life, avail much, and, or you think, you know, I don't know about this prayer thing. Uh, you really begin to, to, to question it. And I think Jesus teaches us uh, exactly the reason why we should pray. And we're going to go to a passage of Scripture where he's actually going to be making a huge decision in the life of his ministry. And uh, as we look at that, we're going to see what he does in doing so and preparing himself. So let's pray over, over this passage and over the, the message and over this service. Father, thank you for being here with us, Lord God. And, and so we just, uh, as we come before you and open up your word, I pray, Lord God, that uh, we will open up our hearts and our ears, our ears to hear your voice through the scriptures our hearts to receive what you have for every person in here, Lord God. I open up my, uh, my, my mouth to speak, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will speak through me and that every word that I say will be clear 
and understandable to every person that's listening, whether they're here in this service or they're on the podcast. I, I just pray that you will just move uh, through me, Lord God. And it's not about the messenger. It's about the message that comes from the great God that we serve. So we pray this as we want to learn about prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So Luke 6, we're going to go to Luke 6, and we're reading from the NIV. And it says there in Luke 6, it says, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. And he spent the night praying to God. So tell your neighbor, Jesus spent the night praying to God. That was very weak. That was like... On a scale of 1 to 10, that was probably a 3. So tell your neighbor, Jesus spent the night praying to God. Beautiful. Beautiful. And when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated as apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James and John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would become a traitor. And so from the scripture right here, there's a lot that we could learn. There's three reasons that I see right away of why we should pray. Why should I pray? Reason number one. The first reason that every one of us should pray is because Jesus prayed. The first reason that I would say to you, why should you pray is because Jesus prayed. And if Jesus, who was and is and always will be perfect, prayed, how much is it important for us to pray who aren't perfect? Jesus prayed. He took the initiative. So Jesus is our example of why we should make prayer a priority. Every time that we get up in the morning, every time that we are going to bed at night, every time that we're going through the day, we should think Jesus is our example of why we need to pray. You see, all of us have heroes in our life. All of us have people that we imitate. If you're a basketball player, your hero might be Steph Curry. Right? And you want to play, you want to dribble like Steph Curry, you want to shoot the deep three like Steph Curry. Anyone in here is a Curry fan? Anyone know who that is? Okay, if you are a, uh, if you want to run track, if you want to be fast, you probably want to run and make him your hero, someone like Usain Bolt. Right? And so you just, want to, you just want to run like he runs, and, and he, you know, he has fun when he's running. If you do gymnastics, uh, you probably want to emulate or you want to imitate uh, Simone Biles, right? Because that girl can do some gymnastics, right? Amazing. And if you want to swim and if you want to have a hero, if, you're, if you want to be a great swimmer, you probably want to make someone as an example like uh, Michael, what's his name? Phelps. Yeah, you want to be like Michael Phelps. And if you're an ASU fan, you're really excited because Michael Phelps is going to ASU to be a volunteer coach, right? So get excited about that. Now, if you want to have God's peace and you want to walk in the purposes of God and you don't want to carry the burdens of the world, 
You want to have Jesus as your example. Because Jesus shows us how to have the peace of God. Jesus shows us how he will carry the burdens of this world and we don't have to carry and so as we, as we look at this, this, this passage right here, we pray because Jesus prayed. And then he teaches us two very important things with that, first, with that first reason. Not only did Jesus pray, Jesus always found a side to pray, to pray. The Bible says that he went out to a mountainside to pray. And he teaches us to get away and find a place where you can Get away from the noise. Last week, I talked about how we need to quiet our minds, how important it is for us to to, uh, have our thoughts cleared and, and how the noise and all the busyness that we have in our life. Do you notice that Jesus, Jesus was was always finding a place, a solitude place where he could have alone time with God. And and, and I want you to think about something. There is not a person that's ever lived in this world that was as busy as Jesus Christ. People flocked to him. Multitudes came just to touch him because of the miracles that he did. People came, multitudes came to hear him teach, and they said, no one teaches like this man because he teaches like one who has authority. And people flocked to him just to be in his presence. But Jesus teaches me and he teaches us that prayer is a means to get away from all the demands that we have in our life. Why do we pray? Because sometimes I need to get out of the noise and get my thoughts straight so that I can hear from God. You see, there's a lot of importance, there's a lot of great importance of having people in your life that will pray with you and give you God-directed advice. That person that I talked to in between services, he said, I, 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 I went to people that I trust and I asked them to pray with me for them to give me some God-directed advice in this transition that I was going to be doing because I didn't want to move if it wasn't for me to move. And that's a very, very good thing. But Jesus shows us is that we should not neglect to get away from people and to talk to God and to listen to him as well. And I may not have a mountaintop, but I have a place where I can walk. I may not have a mountaintop, but I have a place where I can drive. And it's where just me and God can get alone. Maybe some of us have a rocking chair. Anyone have a rocking chair where you just sit at times and you just spend some time with the Lord, you just kind of just kick back with God, where you process your thoughts and you're still And you can hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. You see, you need to understand something. Prayer is healthy for us. Prayer is healthy for us physically. Prayer is healthy for us emotionally. And prayer is especially healthy to us spiritually. In fact, we're finding that medicine and scientists are finding uh, through, through science, finding that prayer is beneficial for your health. I was reading through WebMD, and I found this article. It says, today we're seeing systematic investigations, clinical research, as well as position statements from professional societies supporting this research on prayer. Federal uh, subsidies from the National Institute for Healthcare Research 
funding from Congress, this guy told WebMD, all of these studies, all the reports are remarkably consistent in suggesting the potential measurable health benefit associated with prayer and spiritual interventions. Why should we pray? Probably because it's healthy. Why is it good for you? Because God is involved in your prayer. And when we know that something is good for us, we make time for it. Amen? Jesus, not only did he pray, but notice this, Jesus made time to pray. The Bible says that Jesus spent the night praying. Now process that with me. Process this statement. The reason he spent the night praying is because he stayed very busy during the day. You know, he did the little things in life, like feeding 4,000 people at one time, or feeding 5,000. He did the little things in life where, where he would heal all the people that came to him, or he would raise the dead, you know, the small things in life. And I know that each of us are really busy, like you're busy with your children, you're busy with your families, you're busy with your sports, you're busy with all these things that are going on, you're busy with your job. But if we're too busy to spend some time with God, we are too busy. And the reality is, your busyness will never give time for God, we have to make time for God. Jesus teaches us to make time for God. He teaches us that we have to make time to pray. Sometimes we say, I just don't have any time in my schedule to pray. And, and, and our busy lives, uh, we need to grab a hold of this. Our busy lives will never make time for God, and they certainly will not make time for prayer. Jesus teaches me that we have a responsibility to find time and to prioritize our prayer. Think about this. Isn't it amazing that we make time to worry? Isn't it amazing that we make time to get stressed out about the things in our lives? Don't we make time for relationships that are stealing our peace? Don't you think it would be wiser to make time to pray the way that Jesus did? I'm going to tell you something. There's someone in here that you're so busy. Your life is so chaotic. It's so hectic. And Jesus is speaking to you right now. God is speaking to you through this message to say, take some time to pray. It will be worth it. Here's your action step. Approach each day with Jesus as your example when it comes to prayer by realizing that he prayed. By realizing that we need to find a place where we can turn off the noise. God is speaking to you, beloved, right now. There's, you need to take some time in your day where you turn off the noise. It's going to be real hard at first because we're used to having this, we're used to having this, we're used to having our iPads, we're used to having everything. We've got noise, noise, noise. I'm telling you, it'll be beneficial for you. 
If you take some time to turn off the noise, pause, and spend some time with the Almighty. You have to make time in your day to pray. Prayer just prayer doesn't just happen. My marriage is as healthy as it is in the time that I invest into my marriage. When my marriage is way up here, it's because I'm investing time into my marriage. When my marriage is struggling, it's because I'm not investing time into my marriage and we have to come together. It's no different in a greater capacity with God Almighty. If we make time for God, it will benefit our lives. I think, I think that we will hurt the pharmaceutical world if we begin to make time for God. I think that the, that the, um, the uh, what's, who am I looking for? The medics, the medical, uh, with all these different prescriptions that they're giving people because they're so stressed out, I think that we would damper that if we spent more time with God because that's where peace comes from. Reason number two, why should I pray? You should pray because every decision counts. Every single day in my life is filled with choices that have a consequence. How about you? Anyone have a, uh, choices that you have to make every day that have a consequence? Anyone have any children that you're dealing with or grandchildren or a job situation or just a relational situation between your spouse? Every choice that we have or that we make has a consequence. The Bible says, when morning came, whom he also designated, he called his disciples to him and he chose 12 of them whom he also designated to be apostles. Now, if you go to verse 17, it says that he had a multitude of disciples. He had a multitude of people that were following him, and that wasn't, only, uh, that wasn't it. Not only was there a multitude of disciples, those that were following him, but there was a multitude of people that wanted to hear him. There was a multitude of people that wanted him to feed them. There was a multitude of people that wanted him to heal them. So he had a multitude of people that he had to deal with and make decisions about. And every decision that Jesus did, he said, I'm going to submit this to the Father because it's not my will, but his will. What if we did that ourselves? What if you did that in your relationships? What if you said, Lord God, this relationship that I'm in, I want your will to be done, not my will. This car that I'm going to buy, you know, Lord, we have the money somewhere, don't we? So what if it's 35,000, 45,000? You know, can we do this? And we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. He might say, you know what? That $12,000 car, that'll get you the same place as the other one. Right? How, Lord, that house, that house, Lord, you know that house that I really want? You know, it's only $245,000, Lord. We got this. He said, I got it, but you don't. 
I mean, I, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Dude, you don't own any cattle. Amen? And so the reality is that every decision has a consequence. Every choice that we make is going to either hinder our life or it's going to bring some kind of a benefit to our life. So we find out that Jesus, when he, when he, when he had a decision to make, he prayed, and, and he's God. Isn't that amazing? So he, we fast forward, and we go to Gethsemane, and he's at, at the garden, um, and he's, there, he's getting ready to go to the cross, he's, and, and he's in anguish, and he, and he tells the disciples, he said, I want you guys to watch and pray. And the disciples do what most disciples, most followers of Jesus do. They took a nap, right? And so the Bible says that he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you will not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So prayer keeps us spiritually alert and in tune with God. Prayer. Beloved, it's so beneficial for us because it keeps us spiritually alert. We discern what's going on around us. Our decisions are not hindered because we process God's will. We're awake to the things that may, that may come and sideswipe our lives. Anyone ever been sideswiped? Why do we pray so that we won't get sideswiped, so that we'll see? I was talking to someone in between services. They were talking about them going... Uh, 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 a friend of them or a relative of them going out scouting and they were scouting looking for, for you know, that nice trophy that they're going to be getting and then they were sideswiped because this big intruder came out, of the, uh, came out of the trees and came at them, a big, black, hairy bear and came right at them, sideswiped them. And that's how life is. Sometimes we're just out there. We just want to have a good time. We don't want uh, no problems. And we get sideswiped. If you pray, God will keep you alert. So that those things won't knock the feet out from under you. But pastor, I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. And to that I would say, you're right. And neither am I. But the Bible says that if you have accepted Jesus, that he dwells in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God is in us through the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says this, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So even at the times that I don't know how to pray or what to pray for, that the Holy Spirit is working in him, in me, and he's communicating to God the Father, and he's communicating through intercession with Jesus Christ, and he's praying the things that I don't even know how to pray, and my spirit is being filled, and it's brought to life so that I can make the choices that will bring glory to God. God helps us when we need help. Prayer is never a waste of your time. Stress is a waste of your time. Worry is a waste of your time. Making decisions on the front side without thinking them through 
is a lot of wasted time that is filled with hurts and regrets on the backside. So on the front side, if you make irrational choices, if you make choices real quick, and believe me, I've done, I've had my share, and if you don't pray about them and go to the Father and say, Lord God, not my will, but your will be done, direct me and guide me according to your work. If I don't pray about it and say, you know what, that seems good to me, on the front side, real quick, there's a lot of hurts and pains that come on the backside. And I'm not talking about this backside, I'm talking about that backside. Amen? You know, when Jesus uh, selected the 12 apostles, first he prayed. And you know what else he did after he prayed? He added value to their lives. He made them something that they could never be on their own. When he chose me, he added value to my life. I was a nobody, but now I'm a somebody. He filled my heart with love. He filled my heart with grace. He changed me and transformed my life. Why do we pray? Because we can add value to people around us. Through prayer, I find out how to add value to others that God has placed in my life. I believe that my, family's a be my family is a better family because of God working in me. I believe that my friends are benefited because of God working in me and through me. I believe that, that Winkleman, Kearney, uh, Dudley Dill, Hayden is a better place because we pray to the God Almighty. And we added value to that place. We didn't go over there with expectation. We said, Lord, bless this place. As, we, as Mike and I walked past the, the, the downtown and we walked through every business, we prayed, Lord, prosper them with your prosperity. Bless this community for the glory of God. We can add value to people through prayer because God adds value to us. You need to pick your head up right now. If you're a child of God, pick your head up because Jesus came to add value to your life. Some of you, are, you, some of you guys have a huge platform. You are ministering to a lot of people. Some of you are, 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 are uh, administrators and you're adding value to every person that you are leading. Some of you have friendships. You've got three or four friends. You are adding value to them. And every decision you make is detrimental. Every decision you make has importance. Because we serve a God who's great. Here's your action step. And we start today to pray before every decision? And we start to pray to the God that we serve before every decision. The more you do it, the more it becomes a lifestyle. For the big ones, ask someone to pray with you. Ask others, but pray, spend some time with God by yourself. Why should I pray? Reason number three. Why should I pray? Prayer works. 
And I tell you that Jesus would never have prayed if it didn't work. The Bible says the prayer of a righteous person, it has great power. And as it is working, the prayer of a righteous person, it has great power. As it is, say it with me, working. It was through prayer that Jesus began to recognize 12 individuals from a multitude of people who would follow him. The Bible tells us that he called his disciples to him and then he chose 12. He, he spent the night in prayer because that decision mattered and then he knew it would work because every one of those disciples were going to benefit the cause of the kingdom. But pastor, how was Judas Iscariot going to benefit the cause of the kingdom? It was through Judas Iscariot's choices, as hard as it is to understand, God didn't make him do it, but it was through his choices that Jesus went to the cross. And every one of them abandoned him, but Jesus had a purpose for every one of them, and he's got a purpose for you. Prayer works. Why do we pray? Because if it worked for Jesus, it's going to work for you. Those men, those men, Simon, Jesus looked at him and said, your name is Simon, I'm going to call you Peter. Simon means unstable. Peter means rock. Did he add value to his life? Yeah. James and John, the sons of thunder, John became the apostle of love. Every one of those apostles died for the name of Christ. God had a plan for each one of them. And God has a plan for you. You see, there's someone that walked in the doors of this church today. And you thought you were just coming to church and you maybe never even experienced this. But all this time from the, from the foundation of the world, God said, you're going to walk through the doors, young lady. Or you're going to walk through the doors, young man. And you're going to walk through the doors. And I am going to use a messenger to speak to your heart. Because there's been people that have been praying for you. My people are praying for you. And God is speaking and your heart right now is going like, mm, mm. and you're, you, you don't even know how to handle it. It's like everything that, that is being said is just speaking right to your heart. And the reason for that is because God loves you. Because he loves you. He wants to change your life for good. God has a plan and it works. So, Pastor, what do I do? How do I how do I put my feet to the motion in this? 
grab a hold of the fact that your prayers have great potential for God-shaped results in your life. Some of you are going to pray this week and you're going to freak out because God's going to answer prayers. In Jesus' name. Some of you are going to pray today. Some of you are, I'm going to pray a prayer in a little bit. Some of you are going to pray and you're going to receive Jesus into your life and into your heart and your life is never going to be the same because God Almighty is going to come into your, into your home of, the, of your soul. You know, my wife, I sure love that woman. And she has this crazy, crazy, uh, I wouldn't even say it's a notion. It's, it's a crazy response to prayer. She believes it works. And so she has led Vacation Bible School throughout the years or been a part of leading the Vacation Bible School. And I don't know if you know this, but our Vacation Bible School, we have it on during the monsoon and every time she goes into a meeting with all the leaders she says it's supposed to rain but it will not rain here until vacation bible school is over it might rain before vbs it might rain after it's over that night but it will not rain during because we're going to go to god and guess what she walks out of there and then she comes and tells me oh my goodness i did it again I told him, and I said, Lord, you heard what I said. And to this day, I can say this about Shauna Reese, that when she prays for it not to rain during vacation Bible school, it does not rain. Our small group, one of our small groups in Samuel, we pray after every, every lesson, and we bring requests and it's amazing because our small group comes back and they say, you're not going to believe this. God answered that prayer. And I say, I am going to believe this because we serve a great God. You see, we're just people, but so are the people in the Bible. And the Bible says that Elijah was a human just as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Don't ever believe the lie that tells you that your prayers are not effective. If you're a follower of Jesus and you pray in the name of Jesus, your prayers are very effective and they're very powerful. The only thing that will prevent your prayers is for you to stop praying. Now, the most important prayer is a prayer to ask Jesus into your life. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that today. And I know before I even pray this that God's speaking to your heart. Will you bow your head and just go quietly before God right now? And if this is you, just pray with me. Just say, God, I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I am so tired of trying to live my life without you. So today I turn from my own way of doing things and I open up my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. 
I confess with my mouth that Jesus died for my sins on the cross at Calvary. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would. I'm making a choice to make him my Savior and my Lord. And I choose to follow him from this day forward in the fellowship of the church. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.